You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another Bardic College presentation. This is episode seven of Cthulhu in Cairo. Just in case you weren't part of episode six, uh, the team last time we played in episode five had been split up. Uh, three of our stalwart adventurers had gone into a manor house in Tullsbridge Wells. And uh, the other two, after our explorer, Faye Dawson, had seen a corpse mangled in the main hall, had decided not to go into the home. And she was es- escorted out and took refuge in the car that they drove to the estate with, with Sid Poulter. Before we go any further, I just do want to say that this is a Call of Cthulhu game. If you are adverse to psychological horror or triggered easily by dark or spooky images, this game may have more than normal. Uh, It is an adult-themed game, so some of the language may get a little intense. We do just want to give you that warning up front. Younger listeners, we would recommend that. Make sure to check with your mom and dad. This is not a game for, you know, the little ones. So just giving you that warning before we continue. Other than that, we'll do a quick introduction of our two characters that are in this part of the game this evening. Melinda is playing Faye Dawson, our explorer, who currently is in a little bit of a, of a state and a fit. Uh, but otherwise, tell us about Faye, Melinda. Hi, everyone. I'm Faye Dawson, a well-educated explorer who we found out the hard way last time does not enjoy seeing people disemboweled. Very true. And also <laughs> joining us tonight, our favorite Chav or Cockney, Joel, playing Sid Poulter. What do we know about Sid so far, Joel? Uh, we know that Sid is uh, an engineer. He's basically uh, your multiplex knife guy that can fix a lot of things uh he's good with his hands and he's a guy a guy good to have in a jam um okay. other than that we know that we left off where he was uh in a car with Faye and okay. uh alone in the dark okay so sid we're gonna start off with this just we did with the other two sid and Faye. uh do either of you have the skill called law just the very base five do you want me okay. to roll anyway yeah sure um if you have the base five go ahead and give me a roll the reason we're doing this okay so no for you uh, the reason we're doing this is because during the encounter with the fake police officer who you believe is the one who duped you out of the book, it may have been a skill that could have been activated. Uh, it's not as common as many of the others. So I wanted to give everybody a chance. If you had made the role, it wouldn't have changed the way that happened, but I would have given you advantage on a role this evening okay. just to kind of balance out In the, because you would have said, wait, he didn't show me a, you know, a badge. Oh, he came alone. He keeps, you know, the, the watch. No, that was entirely on you as players. I mean, that was a nervous tick he had because of the timing, but Again, I digress. I just wanted to see if anybody would have gotten some sort of a, a clue. And I really should have asked that before that situation. I just wanted to play that a little cleaner. So the situation, so where we left off, there was definitely some foul play at the Percival Reese estate, the manor house. You found the butler dead in the main hall. He had been butchered pretty severely. There was a lot of blood. It had poured out from underneath the door as Aveline and Catherine had approached it to knock and go in. Faye saw the condition of the body had a really hard time with with the brutality of it, ran out. Sid, being the gentleman that he is, followed her to the car, was trying to make sure that she was safe. Sid, it does dawn on you, though, as you're, as you're packing Faye into the car and making sure, you know, you're, yourself are getting organized and you're kind of making say, seeing if she's calmed down, that Percival Reese is a mason, okay? He is a brother. Uh, you have seen him around the lodge, and it's he actually is the one who was able to get you this job at the museum. So he's been good to you as a lodge brother and you feel that you're doing the right thing by helping Faye, but it's definitely eating at the back of your skull that you're not in there like this is this is a man whose family and a man may be in danger and he's and he's a mason 
like it's it's starting to play on your mind a little bit. The headlights of the car are off, but in the twilight you do see suddenly, as we remember from last time, a figure go darting across the lawn far, you know, and heading for the woods. I look over to Faye and I say, someone just came out of the of the mansion and they just ran across the woods. We've got to go get him. Come on, Faye, let's go. It's not in the building. Wait, wait, wait. Do, do you think it was one of our guys or do you think it's somebody else, like somebody from the mansion? I think it's somebody might have done a, de- done a bad deal and we got to go stop him. All right. I mean, yeah, I got to do something. It's, I can't believe I acted like that. So yeah, let's go. Well, we stay in the car. We're sitting ducks, love. Let's go. Let's go. So the two of you get out. Who has the torch at this point? Because I know one of you had one. I think I handed it back to her. Okay. Yeah, I'll hold on to it. It'll make me feel a little bit better anyway. I'm still shaken up. Okay. You do, as, as you're running, you know, from the estate, the front door itself is open. It just looks like this portal into, into pure black. The house itself is getting darker as the sun has gone down. You know, this has been, but they've been in there probably about 10 to 12 minutes uh, since the initial, you know, discovery of the body. It's been another 10 or 12 minutes since, since Faye you know, became so nervous. You're starting to make your way across. Now, are you in hot pursuit? Are you walking? Are you, are you going at a decent clip? Uh, tell me what, what is your methodology uh, for reaching her? This all right. So if you said that he bolted into the, just ran headlong. You saw someone running f- from the house towards the woods. Couldn't make out a man or a woman just running. Well, then if we walk towards them, we're, we're clearly going to lose him. So I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to run. So I'll, I'll, as we get out of the car, I'll pull my gun out if, it, if it's not already out. Okay. Let her have the torch, and that way, you know, she can sort of lead the way with the torch as we as we run across the uh, run across the property in the direction that we saw the guy. Okay. Yeah, I also think that running's a good idea. And as I get out, I also pull my gun out of its holster, and I have it in one hand, the torch in the other, and I am taken off. Okay. Does anybody have? So let me uh, let me just show you what you see as you start running towards the great woods off to the side of the house. The great woods. They're large and foreboding. Okay, so is everybody on, did everybody get the uh, the image of that there? Oh, that's inviting. So it's definitely an, an older, mm-hmm. some fog is settled in, is, is rolling in, you know, through the area. That's pr- very traditional and normal at this time of year, uh, especially in the, you know, the Midlands, the, you know, west of London. So you, you hit the edge of the woods. Now, does anybody have tracking, survival, I've got survival of the elements. Okay. I have um, tracking. Okay, so Faye, you're going to need to make a tracking roll for me. Please. Sure. It's not that high, but I did you, not make it. Do you okay. have a 10 in tracking, perhaps? Faye? No, I have a 25 in tracking. Oh, okay, okay. I have a 10 in tracking, which is the minimum. Everybody gets that. Okay, well, you can make you can still make a shot at it. We can, but try. Let's see here. No. Well, I was going to say... Um, Faye's thing is, I have night vision, but even with a roll like that, it wouldn't have made it. So you, yeah, you definitely have low, your eyes are very good in, in, in dark spots. Well, you can try to push the roll, Faye. Uh, what would happen is, I'll make it, you know, if you, if you choose to push the roll and try to make any success again, you'll s- see what you need. If not, then you're going to be minutes lost trying to recapture the, the trail. Right now, you're not sure the entry point, so you could be pretty far off, but at least you know that the distance hasn't like if they entered the woods 30 feet up the, the, the hedgerow. Okay. You're 30 foot away from them, but you're moving about the same clip now. Like you're, you, they're, you're not, mm-hmm. you're seconds behind them. If you get, 
if you make the roll, you'll be able to correct that path quickly. If you miss the roll, not only are you losing that distance where they got in, you're losing time as you try to acquire the entrance. So what would you like to do? She'll just want to keep forging ahead. Like, you know, she looks down, she sees, I can't really get a semblance of anything. I'm just going to go with what I think is right. So she'll so just you're just going to enter the woods itself. Okay. Yes. All right. So you start plodding through the woods and you hear way off in the distance here. Can we get that sound again, please? What? And it seems to come back from the house. Do we hear anything with bias? No. I look at Sid and I just go, you heard that too, right? Yeah, it was like a popping sound or something. It was like kind of a, a, a clippy or cloppy sound. Yeah, right? it, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like a pop. Like, it doesn't really sound like a, doesn't sound like a gunshot to me, but it just sounds like a pop. Whatever, let's just, let's keep going. Okay. All right. All right, so you keep, you keep pressing forward. You walk through the woods. Now you're probably a good 40 or 50 yards into the, into the tree line, and you're still not seeing anything. I'll go ahead and allow you to make uh, a listen check for both of you, but the woods are dense, so I'm going to let me know if you get a, a hard success. What about spot hidden? Nothing here yet. Tracking um, first. It's just a regular success. I'm three off from a hard. It's a hard no there for me. All right, so you're close. So what what ends up happening, Mel, is you definitely hear a, a, a branch click. Like, it snaps. It, it's farther away than you would have liked but you think you have a general direction and that direction is heading from your position if you're heading west from the house it's northwest so it's it's cutting in this way and you're pretty sure but i mean but it's at a distance you, somebody made a loud snap you believe but you could attempt to rehone in on that once with your tracking again so if you want to head in that direction you, you believe you're at least getting closer to what you need yeah i grab um i grab sid by the arm and i say this way and then we go towards that sound. All right. So go ahead and make me another another roll for tracking. Mm -mm. Okay. Do you want to try to push this one? Yes. Okay. N no. And you do not make it. Okay. Mm -mm. Minutes have gone by. All of a sudden, Sid, you look over and you're like, oh, bollocks. You can see almost, you can see through the trees the house again. Faye's directed it too for farther back, and she's made her way back out of towards out of the woods, towards the house. However, I'll give you both this time a spot hidden roll. Oh. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I have night vision. Um, yep. So my difficulty level of spot hidden is reduced. So I'm not sure. So whatever you need to roll, Mel, you get you mm -hmm. add to it. So if you're a 50, it yeah. reduces the number like to, I think, a 65. So you would add 15 better to the roll. So whatever you roll, lower it by 15. Yeah. So that is a that is a hard success for me then. Okay. So a critical and a hard. What ends up happening is, as you're going back, you're like, oh, bollocks. Uh, Sid turns, and Sid, not even eight yards, as Faye's light comes looking this way, she's like, I can't have made that mistake. You look forward, and there's a woman standing there in this white, almost hospital-looking gown, and her eyes are all just very Glazed? creepy. Yeah. Creepy. Oh, God. And, you, and Faye gets her directly in the torchlight. And she says, hey, was, hey, was, hey, was, what is that? What is that, love? What is a was? And then you hear, haru, raharu, raha. And she starts walking to the towards the two of you. It's it's a completely different language. I don't know it. Um, I speak. So Faye, um, besides 
English, she speaks um, Egyptian and Spanish. Ooh, okay. So, and I'm fluent in Egyptian. Okay. I will tell you that Haru Raha is a modern vernacular version of Horus the Great. She's calling upon Horus. Awas does not sound familiar to you. Do you have anything in cult? I have a 40. Yeah, I have 40. And then I have an 80 in history. But here, we'll try. I do not make that. I'll tell you what. She's approaching. You're sort of mesmerized by this. The fact that you understood Haru Raha, Horus the Great, Horus the Divine. She's reaching out for you like this. She's coming closer. Sid is starting to back up. You're like, Haru Raha is Horus. Awas, what is Awas? I'll let you make another roll. If you make it, I'll let, tell you what Awas means. If you fail it, she's able to reach you. Okay, I'm going to do it. My, um, Faye this is... is a cult. Okay. Faye is always about curiosity and always about putting the pieces together. So this is... Nope. Did not make that, and I don't want to spend the luck... That would be. Don't, like don't do it, log. Get away from her. Get away from her. You She's say not that right in the noggin. You say that, Sid, and she touches Ugh. Faye on the cheek, and she just looks at her and goes, "Hey, was Faye? Your eyes roll up into your head. Hold on, Sid. You see Faye start to go to the ground as this woman's hand stays on her and goes, "Hey, was Hey, was I pop her. You do what? I pop her. Like I try to pop her in the leg or something too. Faye? No, not Faye. <laughs> so not you're shooting Faye the fantastic. This other bird. Sid, do you have you have anything She's in history? Faye. You're a Londoner by nature, right? By natural, you're a natural Londoner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do you have you have Do you have a history skill? I've got the basic five. The basic five. That's not going to be enough. If you roll, what's your intelligence? Intelligence is quite nice. It's quite nice. It's eighty-five. I know you're surprised, weren't you? Yeah, all they do is hear the voice, and they say, "Oh, there's a donkey, isn't he?" But it's wrong. It's wrong. All right. If no, you give me a hard right. success, there may be something you, as you pull you, as you put the gun up towards her face, you might recall a memory. Oh, I miss it by three. Okay. So no recognition, no idea. Just it looks to be like some sort of dark magic, some sort of terrible situation. What do you want to do? Well, I, I I can either bum rush her, try bum rushing her to get her off Faye, or I can try. I guess shooting her would be really stupid. I guess uh, I could try hitting her with a gun to knock her knock her out, to knock her knock her off of Faye. You know what I mean? Let's like smack her upside the head. Okay, so you're gonna try if you're gonna try to get her off of her. That's gonna be if you're gonna physically remove her. That's a strength check. If you're gonna hit her, you go to brawl. Brawl's under. Brawl's not under brawl. What is it under? Under fighting? Fighting, is it? Fighting brawl. I've I've got a 30. And strength is 65. Let's go with strength, I guess. Okay. So you reach your hands out. You grab her. You're trying to pull her off Faye. There you go. Well, you don't do that. You didn't do that. It doesn't matter. As you put your hands on her, loud flash of light. Bizarre music. All these pipes, flutes, everything. The sun is bright in your face. You look over, Faye is standing there with you as well. You look around and you're not in the woods anymore. You've been, you're just transported. You've been sent somewhere where the sun is unbearable, the heat. You can feel it actually warming your skin. It's, It's taking the cold of England out of you. You look around and you're like, what is going on? There's thousands of people 
gathered and they are they are supplicant. They are on the they're on their knees and bowing like this. They are going, Ra, Horus, Horus. Towards us? And th no, they're facing something off in the distance. You look around, Faye. You're stunned, but go ahead and give me a history check. Uh, that is a regular success. You are in you. F you are almost positive. You're like, oh my god, we're in Karnak. You are in ancient Egypt in Karnak. You are having a somehow you have been sent, brought to this special moment. Okay, and all around you there are worshippers. There are people, girls throwing flowers onto the. The, the the masses of people, the throngs of these these people that are just you know in prayer, calling out to the divine the, the divine gods. They're calling out for Horus. They're calling out to Isis. They're saying to you know bless this union, bless this momentous union. Pharaoh, you know the Pharaoh the Pharaoh has laid claim again to an earthly bride. Let her ascend. Let her be one of us. You know, let her let her ascend among us. They're going. It's just all these re this revelry. The trumpets are blaring. Noise is going everywhere. You see ships on the you know going down along the water far off in the distance. You are in a, the holiest of holy places, and suddenly behind you, Faye, you hear the word "kneel, kneel before the gods," and it's an ancient Egyptian. They're telling you to, to kneel down to, to to you know to make yourself to abase yourself. Do I understand them or no? No. So I'm completely, I'm completely thrown by all of this. Oh, you, you're just blinking. You, you just don't understand where you are. Do I realize that Sid is like next to me in this? Or oh yeah. I okay. Um. So I hear it, and I kind of just, I grab Sid on the, by the shoulder, and I just say, "They want us to kneel," and I like push him down at the same time as like I'm going who, down. Who wants us to kneel? Where just, the hell am I? Just just kneel. I don't know where we are either, but they want us to kneel. So if we're gonna if we're gonna survive, we should probably just kneel. All right, so I kneel. So you glance quickly over your shoulder, and sure enough, it's it's some sort of a guard. He's armed. He does have an elaborate headpiece on. It's not covering his face, but it, it you know, it's 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 sort of takes on the crown of his head. It's beautifully decorated in, in dark blue and and silvers and golds. And he's he's yelling at Faye, you know, and he's and he keeps telling you, Faye. Pray to the gods. What are you doing? Pray to the... And he looks at Sidney and he's like, where is he from? Where is this man from? And you see that you're dressed in your clothes. You're dressed like you are today. Oh, really? Yes. So, so she's thank... not. She's dressed in the right attire. To you, Sid, she looks okay. You look like you're in your clothes. You are wearing what you were wearing before. Okay, so they see me as like, who is this guy? Where is he from? Why is he dressed so right. strangely? The pants, the stranger, trousers, right? Stranger in a strange land. Can I make a history check to figure out like a good answer to give them? Because me as Melinda wouldn't really know what to say to them, but they would. Sure. I don't believe that for a second. I'm just making a history check. Wow. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Apparently, Faye doesn't know either. So you should have just gone with uh, Melinda's answer. Okay. <laughs> so Faye, you still have the ability to push skill check. Do you? What is your history? My history is 80. Okay. I'll give you another roll. But if you miss it, remember, bad things happen. So if you don't make an 80, what's something terrible, you're going to say something or misquote something that you shouldn't. Sid, I apologize in advance. If this does not go according to plan, I'm going to push it and... It's all right, love. It's all right. Oh, We're in this together. God almighty. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that you is tell a him hard success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You tell him that that he has traveled far. He is from, uh, you know, he is here to 
witnessed the wedding of Pharaoh, that <laughs> his people are honored and he brings many gifts, but he is he is traveled in strange garb. He comes he comes from beyond Syria. He is beyond, you know, the land of the slaves. You, you just go through this whole rigmarole. You give him a you tell him that he has a name, that his face has been inscribed on on scrolls and plinths and pillars, and that he is a a, a ranking, you know, prince in his land and all this stuff. And the guy finally says, then kneel, then kneel, you know, and, and he says, keep praying. So this whole procession, now you can see the, the palanquin or the palanquin or palanquin, whatever you say it, come into view. And on it is this, this young man, no more than about 20, definitely wearing the, the two crowns of Egypt, the upper, the uh, upper Nile and lower Nile crown. He's holding the, the scepters. He is fully adorned being borne aloft by men who serve pharaoh five in the front on the left and right each has five so there's 10 in the front 10 in the back they're they're carrying him behind him comes his first wife his second wife and now you see the newest one who she's dressed all all the women are dressed beautifully but she's a, her plinth is adorned or her palanquin is adorned in flowers it has all this this great imagery the music is very loud around her symbols are going off incense are coming off of her you know briar as it's going by everything is just very, very hectic, and yet no one seems to you know notice that the craziness. It's just all of this is just all going on, you know. And and to you, it's overwhelming to the senses. But to these people, they seem to be some sort of a trance state where they're just you know bowing down and calling out these three gods: praise be to Isis, praise be to Horus, praise be to Ra. And they're going back and forth through the through the the cycle. You hear Awas again that word and. The two of you are back in the woods, and this woman is now standing there smiling at you and says, Hey, Was, you have seen. Now you know. They are watching. Always watching. And she slowly starts to back away. As she's backing away, I just call out to her and I ask, like... Um, she's not far. She's very slow. They are watching. Yeah, I walk I say, toward her. Well, I say, hey, Was, is did we see him? Is Awas the one who was being carried on the pedestal? She says, no, no, he speaks only of the voice. Awas is everywhere and he hears, but he, he sees through, through me, through me. Where is Percival? Where is Percival Reese? Reese? Percival Reese, this is his house. Where is he? He's being prepared. Prepared for what? Prepared. For Christ's sake. It is. His time, he, he heard, he heard the voice of Awas. Now he must, he must join them. They are always watching, always come. They have come now for him. The take time is to. now. Take, take, take us to Percival Reese. No, Awas has told me I am not to be there now. This is not my time. I cannot go back. We, we, is he in the house? He lays beyond in repose. He's, he has been prepared, being prepared. He's behind the house. Wait, wait. Prepared, as in, like, they're gonna, prepared? They're going to kill him, love. He's, there's, he is not to be, he is to receive eternal life. He, not death. Death is fleeting. Uh, once this is done, hey, was Wait a minute. Bring him Horus. to them. This is that Egyptian crap. They didn't make him into a mummy, did they? He's not a bleeming mummy, is he? Um, eternal he, life. He is to be. Oh, my God. And I, I bolt for the back behind the house. Okay, so you turn and you start. Sid, you start running. 
Because she said beyond, just beyond. Well, he's lying in repose, was what she said. Yeah, just beyond. So I took that as beyond the house. Okay. So, Faye, what what are you doing at the moment? Do you have – you're not a Londoner by birth. You're an American, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need a hard success on your intel. Or – A swabby. Or, or, you know what? Let me think. No, it would have to be intel at this point. It's trying to remember something. It has to be a firm. We'll need a firm success there. No, it's just a regular success. She looks familiar, but you can't place her. And I don't place her at all, right? Because nope. I build that right out, of course. There's no, you're no just starting back. to run. Right. I can't push it, right? What would? How would you push it, Mel? What would you do to make another attempt at that role? You normally you give me like I slip my foot between his leg and I shove. I I um I earmark the pa- the page of this book and reference something else. I mean, you got give me an idea of how your character might recall something you've they never just you're not sure you've ever met her so the sense of smell isn't going to help you mm-hmm. it would have to be um, something asking her the closest that i can i was thinking you know ask like you look familiar but it sounds like she is just in a trance so i don't even know if she would answer i was just thinking about like looking just closer at her face so you study just, her like, face for a, a couple moments yeah i, I okay. just study her a little bit longer just to see if, like, you know, maybe there's, like, a scar on her that I might recognize. Or, like, maybe she has, like, a weird birthmark or something. Okay. So I I just look at her and I just, wow, okay, uh, that is a critical success. That was bleeding impressive right there. That was. That was that was factual. So you, you, you kind of study her for a second and you're like, oh, my God. And a name creeps into your head a name that you remember from an article from years ago. And the name is Rose Edith Kelly. And that was a critical success you had? Yes. Rose Edith Kelly was the first wife of Aleister Crowley. Oh. Not his current wife, his first wife. And it with a critical success, you remember that Aleister Crowley, when he married the first time, honeymooned in Egypt in a temple of in Karnak and claimed that while the two of them were making love, that a disembodied voice spoke to them and told them great secrets, great and ancient secrets. You are looking at Rose Edith Kelly. Who's consequently telling us great secrets. You know, piecing all this information together. Is she like, is she stepping back more or is she still... Well, she sees something in your face as you're studying her and she stops for a second and says it'll be over soon then the the pain will go away it won't hurt not anymore i just tell her rose what are i know that you know secrets i know that you know things that you're supposed to keep tell me the secrets like tell me what you know just trying to like bargain with her like you know hoping that because i know her name she might trust me a little bit more she says, locked me away. Who locked did? me away. Alistair had me committed. Infidelity. Why did he lock- I was drawn to love another and his had me committed, said I had done bad things to the girls and that I was unfit and had him, us locked away, had, had him committed to pull a lot of strings and left me there to die. And I was the one who heard it. I knew who Awas was. I heard Awas. He did not. It was me. 
I was okay. the one that heard the, the sacred words. I was the one that knew everything and gave it to him. Okay, okay. All right, everything. He is a fraud. It was me. I know. You are. You are Sit, amazing. Over to you. <laughs> You're amazing. You're a great woman. I love you. <laughs> You're just what? <laughs> you hear screaming, uh, Sid, as you crack through the woods from behind you that it was, you hear, it was me. It was me. He is a fraud. But you keep running towards the house. Sid, as you're running towards the house now, you were out in the woods for quite some time. You hear what you think is a Thompson machine gun or something similar go off and flashes of bright light going from the top of the house, from the cor- the northern the, the front corner of the house. You see lights and you hear glass exploding. You hear more gunshots being exchanged. There's from the fire front in- of the house? Yeah, there's a firefight in the upper room in the front of the house. Oh my god. And it's it's intense. Like, it's shotgun shells now. You're, you're, I mean, you're hearing pops, caps, paps, and pop, 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 just this wow. cacophony of noise. Screaming, two girls screaming. Uh, I call for Faye. Faye, come on, come on. Lynn's a crazy him? nutter. It's up to you. Uh, Faye, you can, uh, yeah, you. I would think if he's screaming, you would hear him. There's gunshots, um, many from upstairs. All friends are going to perish up there. I turn to Rose and I just go, I need one more one more piece of information. I have to go. Who were you locked up with? With John. John? Who? There's a lot of Johns, honey. He said he loved me. I I bet he did. I bet he still does. But what was John's last name? It was. I told him to. And then he said he had to finish what would be gone. And I don't know what to do. There is, the pain is so bad. It's just so much pain. They hurt me and they, they shocked me. And she's starting to just, and they, and looks at you and goes, and they're never going to stop. And she starts coming towards you. I turn and run in the other direction. Smart girl. Smart, Smart girl. girl. <laughs> Feet let's, to the floor, love. Feet to the floor. Let's make a dex roll, Mel. Gladly. That is a hard success. You hear stumbling and you hear snapping and cracking and ah, hurt, hurt me. Don't, don't leave me. Please don't leave me. As you, as you make great strides, Jesse Owens right through the woods, ste- high stepping over roots, hand leaping over stumps, <laughs> pushing through the shrubbery. Like a you, woodland deer. You burst out, <laughs> you know, fawn styling. Just step right out and look at Sid and go, what are you waiting for? And you keep, you take off at a beautiful run, like like a beautiful gazelle. You're just, you're well, just still running towards the house. Well, my father always did say that he knew I was going to have a great future as an explorer because I could outrun anything. Well, uh, there you go. You do you know, hear the screaming off behind you, Sid, saying, don't leave me, don't leave me. You're both now down and you, how do you want to approach the house? You can go in through the front. The gunshots are still going off. Oh, um, I thought we were in the back. We're not in the back. So you 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 came out right about the midpoint where you were going to face. So you could swing around the back of the house or back towards the front. So you okay. came out. You're looking at the side of the home. You heard the gunshots. Now, in the f- five or ten seconds it's taken Faye to come bursting through the, the you know the woods, some the of that gun, some of the gunshots have settled down. They are still some going off, but they're not nearly as aggressive and uh, you know as what's been happening what do you want to do well i know the front entrance because it was at the front entrance i don't know the back entrance so theoretically i would think it would be more expedient to go in the front 
You know what I mean? It's a given. I know where the door is. Um, I, I, anyway, I would think so. I understand. Am We're I still going to see that dead body? Entirely possible. The dead body? Um, it would definitely still be there, yes. Um, you know, so I would probably, we'd probably walk you in and put your head and your face against my shoulder. That old, old-time film noir sort of, don't look, Beverly, don't look. You know. Right. So I, let skew me, your, um, I skew your gaze. Or it could be one of those things where, you know, Sid brings me up to the to the front door and I go, uh-uh, no, I'm not doing that. We got to go find another entrance. And he's like, we don't have time, woman. And he just throws me over his shoulder and just <laughs> goes for it. Okay. So I've Holy moved you over to a, a clean floor plan of the house. This is – so you're coming in through the main door. You'll be entering right through here. This is the hall. This is where the body is here on the floor. Okay. Other than that, this is as far as you ever made it in. You don't know anything that goes on in, in, in that's been going on in the house. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. So the situation, uh, the noise is definitely coming from this side of the home. Okay. But you have no idea of the access of the stairs. You have no idea of, of what's happening going on. That's okay. the situation. The two of you make your way into the great hall. You're over the, the terror, the fear. You just, you know, you just had a flashback to ancient Egypt. You could have sworn. I mean, physically, the two of you feel you felt the sun. You felt the, the, the breeze. You felt you could hear the screaming and the chanting. You could hear the trumpets and the cymbals. All that's happened. So you're definitely sort of in a slightly fatigued state. But you do enter the Great Hall. It is dark. The, 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 the torchlight does pick up the body. But you don't have any idea exactly where the, where the staircase itself is. So in front of you, you see several doors left, you know, two off to the left, two off to the right. Where do you want to go? Let's go to, I, I guess, go to the right, I guess, if she's okay. okay. I made the decisions last time, so make this. No, go ahead. I, um, I think going to the right is a good idea. Okay, okay, so you make your way to the right. You come to this door. Our guns are weapons are out. Faye, do you give the 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 light to Sid? Are you keeping the light? How are you doing this? I kind of like whisper to him. I'm like, do you want me to hold the gun? Do you want me to hold the light, or do you want to take the light? I don't know which better. What's better here? Well, you you take the light, and I, and I'll hold the gun. That way, if they come upon us, you you know they they don't get you. You say him first, and I'll shoot him worse. What a gentleman. Okay, that sounds good. I do try, Mason. I do try. So Faye, you have the light. Yes, I do. You open this door and you see uh, the hallway here. You see two closed internal doors. And then you think you see a, do- a doorway down here, but it lo- appears to be open. Okay. Um, I look. Is Sid like right next to me or is he behind me? No, like... he's entered the hallway with you. Okay. Right. I just kind of, I look at him and I point towards the door um, and I make my way up to it slowly to okay. see like. You see a light on. switch on the side side of the wall. Would you want to try to illuminate the house? I mean, you've heard gunshots. You know things are going on. Do you want to attempt the illumination of the home? Do you want to? I'm thinking it's better if we just sneak through with the flashlight because we can turn off the flashlight and duck down and be in the dark. But if the whole yeah, house it, is illuminated. It also is not, yeah, it's also not, uh, you know, because you turn on a light on an entire room, it spans far out in all kinds of directions in a dark home. A fully lit room is going to. Well, remember, light. right now you're in a, you're in a hall, an internal hallway with no access to windows. So this hallway would, if it was lit, would only light this hallway. This is here. Oh well, if it's closed off and there's no access to any other part of the house, I guess that's up to you. So we, just, so we see what we're dealing with. Yeah, I think we should just not turn on okay. any lights. You start making your way down, you and then you see the doorway off to your left hand side, and it, as your flashlight hits it, it does appear that it, it's a staircase. Looks to be smaller, not very ornate, so it appears to be like a servant's staircase. Mm-hmm. Um, both make a listen check, please. 
oh wow look at me that is that's one off from a hard success but okay that's good i got it i made it too she's regular success now. coming from not up the staircase but down and around the hallway <sighs> i just look at sid and i go hear that yeah let's investigate it could be one of them as falls down Make sure it's, right right that's what i'm thinking let's make sure okay all right so we go so you take the stairs make a stealth check please i don't make it how much you miss it by i missed it by nine points Ooh, that's a lot okay yeah do you want to, attempt to push it? no i'm gonna keep my luck for now okay so sid you go down the stairs the two stairs uh, the bottom Faye hits them and even though she's not a very heavy person she definitely makes the, there's a, a a sweet spot on the stairs that does have a, a very heavy groan to it. You're like, right. then you hear, quick, help. Does it sound like anybody in our group? Like, do I recognize the voice? No. Okay. Uh, I don't fly around the corner. I think we proceed with caution because we don't know the voice. Definitely. Well, you don't know the it voice. Could be a trap. We hear, I heard all the gunshots. It could be a trap. At the other end of the house. Yeah. Understood. No. Okay. So you go with the, and as you reach, this point, you see the kitchen door appears to be somewhat damaged. It's slightly hanging off the top hinge. It's still connected, but it's definitely out of kilter. It's not square. It's sort of on, a, on an angle. It'll push in and out, but there's it's definitely something's happened to it. Appears in here. Hurry, help. Do we see the person? Um... No, no. The door, the kitchen door is in a closed position, just hanging slightly off the top hinge. It's not quite, it's about eight degrees out of center where it should be. So it's, it, it'll open in and out, but it's just wobbly. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to open the door, Faye, if you can you're get push the flashlight in, in. Or are you going to try yeah, to pull I'll, out? Well, where are the hinges? Which way are the hinges going? It's, it's a, it's a restaurant door, Joel. It goes in and out. Oh, so I'm going to push in. Okay. I'm going to push in slowly so she can sort of span the room as I do it with the flashlight. Okay. I think that's make a sure, very make good sure idea. Hit, make sure you hit the floor and stuff. Of course. Okay. You push in. You see a man tied up on the ground. He is in a long black, like a long white gown. Um, he's tied up and he sees you and he goes, "Help! They tied me up." Who are you? What are you doing in Percival Reese's house? Uh, I'm the cook. Please, you you must help me quickly. There's there's terrible things going on upstairs. But he's not dressed like a cook, right? You said he's in a white robe. He's in a, a long white, looks like gown. Wait a minute. If you're a cook, why are you dressed in that same crazy gown as that chick what we saw outside in the yard? He, they made me wear this. Please. My, my arms are killing me. They, they put this on us, but I tried to flee and then they tackled me and left me in here. I think we need to look around the room first before we do anything to help him. That seems a bit suspicious to me. Yeah, I agree. I definitely look, look, look around. Look on the stove. On the stove, there's a pot. I was, I was cooking. Look. On the wall. On the wall is a window. I'm a window cleaner. Sure. He's, he goes like this. He says, uh, the, the fuse box. It, uh, it's, behind, it's back in the left corner behind behind the cabinet with the with the glass knob. You, it, you try to turn the lights back on. This, I'm telling you, I'm the cook. Um, you you point your flashlight and you can see that there is a, a wooden panel, but it does have a glass knob. And it looks like it could be to the fuse box. I would say we sort of approach him with the flashlight and get a good solid look at his face and his eyes and his Okay, he has been such. he's yeah. all bruised on the one side of his face. So like he clearly doesn't look I'm moving the flashlight around the room just scanning to see if yep. there's anybody else in there. No, there's no one else in here. Okay. Yeah, that's a success. It's okay. a regular success. Oh, what was that roll for? 
Spot hidden? Spot hidden. That's oh, only okay. a regular. Oh, you said you rolled a 46. Okay, I'm sorry. Give me a hot second. Um, I'm three off from a success. You want to spend the luck? Yeah, I'll, I'll spend the luck. So I spend three points of luck to make it a regular success. Okay, your flashlight, as you're panning around, you do come across what appears to be some debris of wood, like small splinters and shards of it lying around on the floor not far from the doorway. And as you turn, the door appears that it's been severely damaged by like a shotgun blast, like some sort of heavy blast. Like something that schoolie would have. Like something that somebody might have. Mm -hmm. This is an estate home. Shotguns were very common. Yeah. True. Okay. And um, all the gunshots you heard, you heard lots of gunshots were coming from the other side of the house. I ask him, who did this to you? Like, where? There's tell five me everything of them. that happened. Uh, five of them and a woman. They're upstairs. They're, they're they're doing terrible things to the family. They were going to, I don't know, embalm him or something. Uh, please. They, they, they had guns. They they, they shot him. Uh, that's that's when I stopped running and they took, they took me and beat me for trying to get away. Why are you dressed up like one of them? They put this on me. They put it on all the family. They said we had to be a part of it. We had to witness it. We had to pay a, We had to pay homage to to Haruha. Some some Egyptian god. They're crazy. And then that clicks in my head. I ask if they've seen the other people that we were with. I explain. I go. Look, we're here to help. We're here to help you. We just you just got to help us understand what's going on first. We came in. There's three other people with us. There's and I give a really quick description yep. of the three of them. Make a psychology roll. It's PS1. Nope. I do not make it. Sid, any psychology? I've got a poultry 10. Try Throw it. And no. Okay. You believe when he says, I haven't seen anybody else. Just just the men who did this. And, and that one woman. Explain the shotgun in the in the door here. What What's that all about? When I went to, when I tried to run and bolt, they followed me in here and I, jumped around the table and I tried to get, and the gun went off and, and that's when I stopped and they jumped me and, and beat me for running and tied me up and left me here. Why would you have a shotgun in the kitchen? They chased me with one. Let me, my arms are killing me. Please cut me loose. Relax and your arms won't hurt. No, he's tied up pretty damn tight. All right. So Faye, we got a choice here. You can either right. release him <laughs> while I keep a gun on him. Oh, I thought Faye, we have a choice here. You can make it. You can release him <laughs> or you can no. not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's her call what she wants to do. You, we can either release choice. him where uh, we can either release him where I keep a gun on him, and if he does anything crazy, I shoot him, or we leave him. You know, I, unless you're hand, unless you're better with a firearm than I am, I'm I pretty good with. I have a 50 in handguns. Oh, so you're? I have a 40, so you're a little better than I am in handguns. I have a 60 in shotguns, shotguns and rifles. So you would say I'm better with a shotgun but I'm okay with a firearm. And Mel says, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with a gun, like a handgun. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fair. I'm good. Okay. All right. I'll say, well, do you want me to, do you want me to on time while you keep an eye on him? Or do you want to leave him? We can leave him too. He's not, he's not being hurt. He's just tied up. And again, his face is, is, is swollen on one side very badly. Like it's, it's definitely bruising and, and coming. But up. the other side isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a well, minute. I'm... I hit him on that side. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, face thinking, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And as far as I can see, this guy is the cook. He's freaking out. He probably just wants to get away from here. Now, I have a really quick question. Sure. Do we have the keys to the car on us? Yes. Or did we leave them in the car? Okay, good. So he can't take our car. No. I think I'll that, put... That I'll, robe throws me off. The robe throws me off, but like also like... 
I don't know, because we don't have a reason to believe that he... Does he have pants underneath the robe? I don't know, does he? I don't know, dude. I'm not telling this story. <laughs> um, I'm asking, I think are it's you more looking? your call than... I th- yes, I am looking to see, because he says they made us wear these. So that would lead me to believe that it was... That they sort of hear, put this on, you must witness right. this. So you put it over your clothes. If he was part of the ceremony, per se, there would be no pants underneath the robe. This would be the outfit for the ceremony. Right. That's true. So, so you, che- you check. I look, yeah. Is he wearing... No. He has no pants on under the robe. Bullshitter. <laughs> now you're playing you're playing games, mate. You're playing games. Where's your trousers? Bullocks, I say. Bullocks. Trust says, you? No way. We will gut you. We will oh, put you there apart. it is. <laughs> there it is. When we have risen, when the gods are released, it'll be you first upon the altar. I kick him in the face. Okay, well, we are not untying you. Uh, so yeah. you like to go and now, the rest of the house? Now you're grounded. Now I'm leaving your ass here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No no friends for you. No weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, I was about to let you go. And you know what? You ruined it, so. <laughs> okay, so, Sid, go ahead and give me a D6. That's oh, a four. Do you have any pluses to damage? Damage bonus, one uh, one D4. Yeah, 1D4. Plus, uh, it said for build plus one. I don't know what that means. So it's plus one. So because he was prone and because you used your foot and not your hand and you really didn't like being threatened the way you were, you rolled a D6, not a D4. So that, I gave you a little bit of a bonus for that, but you still have plus okay. one because of your size. So you kick him in the face for five points of damage. You feel his nose change shape. Gives way. Um, it, it gently gives way with with a lot of blood popping out. Um, his eyes roll into the back of his head. You definitely, if you had, if you were a gambling man, if you were a betting man, you would believe that several teeth were also definitely jarred loose. Like they're they're just hanging right now. All right. So at this point, I must quote Treasure Island. There, let that suffice. <laughs> there you go. And he du- doubles back with you know with this blood out of his nose. You know, his mouth, his lip instantly is starting to just. It's just oh, puffing up yeah. the side of his face, and You're he just right. lies back. He is out. He is gone again. He's not going anywhere. So, and okay. this will be this time. It'll be a while because he's he's been floating in and out of consciousness for quite some time for about at least twenty minutes. So, Hell, okay, Sid, so you, remind you to bring remind me to bring you along the next time I'm in a precarious spot. The next time I need a tied up cultist p- kicked in the face. You're the first. I will. One I will not stand liars. I will not stand it. All right. Okay, so the uh, do you go look for the fuse box? Are you trying to, or are you still believing that stealth is your yeah. best option at this point? I'm still going with stealth. What are you? I mean, I, the other thing I too is stealth. They could back then fuses were highly dangerous, um, and they could be very easily booby trapped. So we touch the fuse to put it in, and we get electrocuted or something. Okay, so you uh, the kitchen like. He wasn't lying. There was a pot that had been on the stove, but it had been moved. He's not the cook. That was a lie. Uh, but you uh, leave this this man here, and you make your way back out, and now you're back to the staircase. So you've can, come here. Before I do that, am I? Yep. Can I examine the pot to see if it's if there's it anything a, like to it? Sure. Since you have the light, go ahead and um, give me a history roll. This will probably be under history. It's a big skill for you. Yeah, that's just a regular success. It has a very odd smell to it, and what's left, it's already starting to cool a little bit. It has a waxy consistency. Something definitely looks amiss. You're not sure what what it actually is, but do you want to try to touch it? 
Uh, no. It do- it's not I... human fat, is it? No, it is not human fat. Um, Faye knows one of the first lessons that her father taught her uh, when she first started going out with him was <laughs> no never touching. touch anything weird that yeah. you can't identify. No, touching. at least not with your bare hand. Okay. So, her the voice in the back of her head, like her father's voice, is going, "Faye Elizabeth Dawson, if you touch that, it's don't you. you dare! I swear." Yeah. So you make your way up the stairs. You do it as stealthily as possible. The gunshots have stopped. You don't hear anything anymore with as far as the weapon discharging. And you make your way up and you come out into this area here. There's a door this way and there is a door this way. If you take the door on your – so you come to the top of the steps. The door on your uh, right, That's pro, that sounds like it will lead you closer to the um, to the, where the gunshots were going off from. Uh, if you make the, if you take the door on your left, it's would be moving further away. But the sound is stopped, right? The gun, the, the gunshots have stopped, and there was, like I said, for about twenty or thirty seconds, there was a cacophony of fire. It was like you know a John Woo film. Oh, oh I miss a good John Woo film. Yeah. <laughs> Windows blowing out, screams. It was just everybody yeah. unloading it within ten feet of each other. <laughs> Chow Young Fat Baby. What do you think, Faye? Go left or? I'm thinking it might be beneficial for us to kind of work, like go to the left and then kind of work over to see what we might find. Right, right. Because um, we're not entirely sure. Yeah, the shooting came from there, but they could have moved. So maybe we might be catching them in the act especially like if we're near the stairs well at least we're near one set of stairs we don't know where the others are i think going to the left and working over it might be okay so even, sure. i'm just i'm asking this just to make sure i understand you're mm-hmm. you're you're not concerned that the three of them could be shot down in harm's way hurting you're going to stay away from that sound you're going to go in the opposite well if we it, it looks like when we come down the stairs we can either go to the right to the left or down a hallway isn't that what it is? Uh, like there's a door in front of us, a door to the left, there's and a door way. to the right? All right, let's go. Um, what do you think about the center door? Because we don't know, know which what? way they're going. Going through the center door might be our best bet then. Because I was thinking okay. maybe they might be, you know, all the shots might have happened and people might be like running away from it. So that was my train of thought. But going through the center door, I think, would be the best bet. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. which so the center door there is one on the one in your immediate left and immediate right center that's these two. Which one are you taking? The one so if we're like we're facing them, the one that is on the right. So like the one leading into I can see the map. Um Yep. The bedroom, the, yeah. So you make your way in, you, you go down the hallway again, very dark. There's no light in it, there's there is a, a small window in the very far end, but it's so dark outside now it doesn't matter. You get to the door do you you just push it open are you just listening outside of it what are you trying to do um i think we should listen outside for a second to see if we hear any okay, um, make a listen roll uh woo jesus uh Faye has all of a sudden lost her hearing for those sitting at home i just rolled a 100 uh, yeah we're gonna get yeah to that. that's that's not really good quite impressive if- 40 no i i didn't make it Faye, you double over there is trumpets and cymbals and ringing happening in your ear Excellent. You are something is happening. You tried to. You just. You can't seem to shake this ringing 
it's so far beyond just like you know the, the that the ringing they claim with you know, like tinnitus or anything. it's just that it's just going and you're and all the the flutes and the the the, the symbols going off and you literally have, your hands snap to your ears and you're clutching at your head and you're just you're doing everything in your head and then Sid all of a sudden you hear her say just stop it she screams at the top of her lungs make it go away. For some reason, the sounds have been infe- have infected her, and they're just playing on her right now. And she just lets out this billowing scream. Do I hear anything? Nothing. I so I I, I put my arms around her, and I'm like, "What is it, love? What, what's the matter? What's the matter?" I can't like. I, it's the only thing I can hear. Like I, it's it's noise. It's noise. It's way too much noise. I can't stop it. I don't know what's happening. Like I don't. There's no noise. There's no noise at all. Yes, there is. Why are you not hearing any noise? And I'm just I kidding. don't hear any noise. I, I cup her I cut my hands over her ears to maybe help over top of her hands mm-hmm. to help maybe block out the noise. Does it do anything? No, it, it it lasts for another twenty or thirty seconds and then it begins to recede. It starts to fade. But it's just it was it's the it's that sound when you were transported back. She's she describes it to you and says, I could you know, I could I could feel the procession going by. I could hear them. I could I could I could hear it again. I just couldn't see them, but I, they're here. They're they're here. Faye, and it clicks on you. It's it, it goes into your head. In your brain, you hear, they're always watching. You're reminded of what she said in the woods. Awas, they're always watching. They're waiting. And it's starting to make you wonder what if what she meant by that was that the reality of where you were or what you saw is beginning to leak into what you're seeing now. You shake your head and you reach for the door. As you push it open for a brief moment to look in the room, because you didn't hear anything. Neither one of you heard anything except your own scream. Now it's it's been a few moments you've subsided that. As you push on the door itself, you don't feel a hard brass knob and a wooden door open. For an instant, you think you feel a curtain or a heavy rug move out of your way, and you step into a regular room. But for that instant, you were like, wait, what? And it And then you look, but it's a door. Okay. So this room is, this room is decorated very much like a lady's bedroom. It's got the dressing, you know, the, the bodice to the waist where the clothes are tailored on it or they're fitted over it. Uh, It has several of those. Two of them are actually works in progress. Uh, There's the frame of another that can be cinched up uh, for the, you know, the, the, the tying the girdle for the, uh, the bodice. There's um, a, a vanity a dressing uh, station behind, you know, the um, the cubicle or the whatever they call that, dr- the dress and separation. You know, oh, uh, panels. yeah, the folding thing, the screen. It's a screen. The dressing screen, right? So there's yeah, that. Yeah. There is a beautiful bay window in this in this room that normally we give a lot of light, but right now it's just looking out over a dark. You know, f- you can see the if you look down, you'd be able to see the front of the house, the car parked in the driveway. But other than that, this room does not appear to have anything else in it. Uh, everything is, uh, you know, fairly normal. There is a door that leads back up, th- that leads rather further uh, north into the house, or you could step back out into the into the bathroom. Oh, I'm sorry, into the hall. Do you think we should go back into the hall and just keep moving north, or do you think we should? Well, no. I mean, I think we're in here. The door is leading, so we can lead back to where we were. At least I'm thinking that, based off of what the house looked like. And I've been in the house before, but not upstairs. So I would have had an understanding maybe of the first floor, thinking the second floor mimics it maybe. Is that reasonable? Absolutely. Um, okay, then I would say that no, let's let us go into the, the room to the left here. So it will take us back around, love, and then we can go.
go back into the hallway and across. Okay, so you make your way this okay. way through the bath, and now you're in the, the main part of the grand gallery upstairs. You can see down to the lower floor. There's the chandelier like this hanging way further down. Uh, you make make your way across this way. Now you can hear a commotion going on at, ahead of you. Things are are frantic. Uh, you hear yelling. One, You hear what definitely sounds like a younger woman crying in some sort of panic. Do any of these voices like sound familiar? Like, Do yes. they sound like our group? Yeah, some of them okay. start, are starting to sound familiar. Like they definitely, you definitely hear uh, Catherine screaming. John is like, you hear John yell out, what can we do? Help her. Pull it out. Pull it out. Okay. Hearing that, um, Faye assumes that something is terribly wrong with one of their group members and she just barrels right through the door. Like just without okay. yeah, a second I think thought. I think we sort of one watched of, her, right? Yeah. One of her own is in trouble. She's going there to help. So she rushes in. As that happens, you're met in this, you know, you're on your way this way. You get bumped into, you, you, you slam into as you're running a wounded man carrying a sword. He's in a, a white gown. His face is painted gold. Uh, he has, you know, some sort of markings on his face. Mel, you immediately recognize it as, as priestly makeup, embalmer type looking makeup from the hieroglyphics and the things that you've studied. And as he, as he sees you and he's like, Ugh! initiatives, what's your initiative, Mel? Dex, right? Yep. 85. Oh, good God. Yeah, minus 40. Okay, so, Faye, you have a gun in your hand. You see this guy. You can take a shot, or you can you can attempt to knock him down, take him out. What do you want to do? Uh, knocking him down would be a strength check, right? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't want to shoot him because I think well, I could shoot him in the leg. No, Faye's going Faye's gonna to try to knock him down okay. and, like, try to get. So, I'm going to do If you strength. do a fumble on this. He's going to get a sweet, a free swing with the sword that you cannot dodge. Oh, so just don't botch this. Thank you. Yeah, sure. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <gasps> okay. That's a critical Jeez. success. So you, he comes in and he like, yeah, pulls the sword back and you do your best. Just like an end run tackle. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a free safety. You're just, you launch in the air and you Faye the grappler. You, 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 <laughs> You decide that your that the, the crown of your head is definitely a weapon mm-hmm. as you slam it into his chest and you take you use all of your force from the running as you were coming across the grand gallery through this room and you just slam him into the wall and you knock the air out of him. I mean it's a critical success. So you knock the air out of him. The, I'll, let me make a roll to see if he holds onto his sword. Who Probably said not. short girls can't accomplish anything? I I don't, I don't know. It's pretty pretty impressive. So he uh, and uh, the sword goes. The sword looks like some sort of a falchion. It's it's long. It's got about a stem that's about nine inches, and then it goes into a, a reverse sickle. Mm-hmm. Um, a very old Egyptian weapon. You you recognize it as something that may have been carried by the the guards of Pharaoh or special envoys to the Pharaoh, people of importance. So. An embalmer might fall into that. It would take, you know, you'd have to look into some research of that. But from what you know, this was definitely a weapon that a more elite person would carry. That goes flying out of his hand. He hits the wall. Ooh, Sid, what are you gonna do? I was gonna dive on him as well, but if she okay. knocks him to the ground, she does. But if she doesn't um, knock him out. She's she's um, just wrestled him to the ground with no. I mean, he just fell like a bunch of broccoli. <laughs> all right, I'll try to. Uh, I can try to coup de gras if you want. Uh, yeah, just uh, go ahead and make a successful hit. And... Uh, using what? Using brawl, I guess? Yeah, unarmed. Yeah, brawl. But you're going to have pluses to it, so 
at plus 10 Sweating, to the strike. Brawl, I mean, he's struggling minor. a little bit, but he's pretty much incapacitated. I mean, he's he's on his last legs. He's already been shot. No, I made it. Okay. So, yeah, the boot comes flying out again, Mel. Sid studied, obviously, with some of the great masters. Um, <laughs> he uh, he lays his entire six foot three frame, 240 pounds of, you know, just cockney energy. Jolt just just drives this this work shoe <laughs> forward and he skips the guys. He bounces his, his back of his head off the wall like three times as he just, and uh, he goes out. So, the, you know, Sid's magic right right foot once again. Just they call me the shoe. They call him. Oh my god, Sid the shoe. Sid um, the shoe. You uh, you nod to each other. There's no fist bumping back then, but you give each other definitely one of those 1930s nods from the gangster films and stuff. Like, yeah, and you burst into the into the bedroom itself, the front of the house where you believe now this is where the gunshots were originally coming from all those minutes ago, and lying on the floor you see um. What appears to be Reese's uh, Reese's wife, Joel. Um, Sid would know this. You see Constance Reese, and she is um, she is co- uh, covering uh, Margaret. She has Margaret, and she's sort of protecting her and covering her. And on this table that's in, that was in the back of the room, just in front of the bay window, you see Percival has been totally splayed open. Uh, all of his organs have put been put into like muffin tins and a flower jar. Lovely things that they grabbed from the Fucking kitchen. Mummified him. Well, they were trying to. The pot of goop that they were baking is in pots. And Mel, they were stringing. They were having the women tear pieces of uh, linen oh. and things. And they were they were starting the mummification process for him. And they had packed him full of nitrine and all. You know, they were starting to do all that work. Uh, there's a man. John has his gun on him. He has an Anubis head uh, sit, standing there. And he's got his hands on the table. And he's screaming now at John. He starts screaming as you enter the room. You have no idea what you've done. You think this will stop us? This is only the beginning. Only the beginning. And on the ground, you see Catherine has her feet planted as hard as she can. And Aveline is literally got her whole fist up to her wrist, jammed down her own mouth. And her eyes are tearing and there's water. And you can see her nostrils are... And she's trying to draw air, but she can't. And Catherine turns to you and goes, she's fucking choking herself. Help me. And that's where we'll stop. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.